In the studio, like I promised, Dr. Rob Paul, ophthalmologist from the WA Liza Eye Centre. And we do appreciate your valuable time, Rob. Oh, no, thank you, Jenny. Helping the thousands out there as you have over time. Um, it's interesting, isn't it? Eye health, I guess, unless you get it very young, you've got a problem with your eyesight, which a lot of little kids, I remember seeing them at primary school, wearing glasses, looking and feeling very uncomfortable about it. Um, that's, that's sometimes more a genetic, would it be, an eye problem? Yeah, look, it, it can be. Um, normally, if patients, uh, if kids are wearing glasses at a very young age, usually you'll find the parents also wore glasses, and also you see kids with their eyes turned in. For example, yeah. that's usually a sign of long sightedness. Now, one of the biggest problems is getting the kids to wear their glasses because they get teased, and if they don't wear the glasses, the eyes can become lazy. And okay. it, unless you fix that before the age of twelve, it will remi- remain permanently lazy. So that's why you see some some kids who do wear glasses also have patches on their eye to try and make the weak eye work. So it's very important that if a child does need glasses, that the parents ensure that they wear it all the time. It's Otherwise, a corrective meta- mm. method. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, they can end up with you know permanent loss of vision. Yeah, yeah I remember it I, when children sometimes looked like they had a lazy eye, were floating. It yes. floated a bit. Yeah, that's right, and it moved in and out or yeah. alternated. And, Awful uh, yeah. for them. So it, they wouldn't be seeing out of that eye very well. Well, no, and unless they patch it, and then the brain is forced to use it, and oh. then it actually can get as strong as the other eye, providing and the patching works. And nowadays, what they're doing in schools is because patching kids get teased, they actually put a special drop, a dilating drop in the eye yeah. that needs to. Um, so that the other eye is forced to work. So the dilating drop gets put in the good eye and that blurs the vision in that eye, but it allows the, the bad one to start working. So instead of patching the good eye, yeah. they put a dilating drop in the good eye and that will make the other eye work. And then, you know, they can't be recognised as having no, a, you know, a patch or, or a problem. But if you've got a, a floating eye, can they see as well with that one? When no, you no, no, it, it tunes out. So? so that's why, like, if it's that bad, that's happening all the time or it's permanently, you know, dislocated outwards or inwards, then surgery can be done quite successfully to, to repair it. What causes it? Yeah, no, it's a weak, it's an imbalance. So it's not a brain thing. It's actually imbalance in the muscles and the nerves that okay. supply the, the eye. And uh, sometimes it's because of long-sightedness where the eye is forced to turn inwards, but most of the time it's just an imbalance between the muscles of the eye. Yeah, it's very sad for young kids to have to go to school and look a little bit different because... Definitely, yeah. No, the other kids are horrible, Yeah, they? it doesn't matter how old you are, you know, really, you'll yeah. still get teased. It's terrible. Yeah, that's very sure. We welcome in calls <coughs> if you wish to call through or just ring and leave a message. Uh, John from Bunbury, a question for you, Rob. Uh, suffered from optical atrophy from birth. Is Are there any new things out to help with this condition? Yeah, look, it depends what type of optical atrophy it was, but it, it sounds like it's something called Leber's hereditary optic um, neuropathy, and that is a genetic condition as well. And we don't know what, why it occurs, but we do know that what does happen is that there's a less nerve fibres within that optic nerve, and it becomes pale over time. So it's a bit like having a stroke, Oh. Of the actual of the actual optic nerve, even though it's not a true stroke, unfortunately, in those particular conditions where the nerve has been dead for some years, it's very difficult to fix. Even if it happened acutely, it's very difficult to fix. The only thing in the horizon is just like spinal cords can now be repaired with stem cells. That's what they're looking at with optic atrophy. But again, it's very, very difficult to fix. It's the way of the future, isn't it? It definitely is. But there aren't any early signs. If you had something treated earlier, it would have made a difference? No, 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 certainly not back then, no. 
Okay, that's sad. Irene from West Perth. Uh, the question is, do cataracts return after you've had the operation? Yeah, look, there's something called a secondary cataract, which you can develop after the initial cataract surgery. And what that is, it's when there's tiny little cells that grow back behind the lens that's put inside the eye. Those little cells, um, it's basically like having a dirty windscreen, and that's easily cleared with laser. So oh. laser, you sit in the clinic and it takes about five minutes to actually blast a hole in those cells and that will return the vision to normal but you never get the cataract back again oh, cool. but what you can get is what's called secondary cataract meaning just cells growing little tiny cells growing behind the, okay. the lens yeah. yeah that makes sense so yeah. let uh, let it be assured to everybody that the laser is absolutely painless yeah absolutely and look in the old days we'd have to Can't take it back to theatre to try and you know yeah. scrape off those cells but oh. now it's just done with laser it takes about you know five minutes as just a bit Yep, bang, that's all that's, there is to it. it. I know, you absolutely that's amaze me, you really do. Now, another couple of questions here. Uh, can cataract surgery be reversed? Look, it can't be reversed, but certainly what can happen is if the lens implant that's put into the eye isn't perfect, uh, it can be exchanged. So that's one of the options. Or you can have further laser surgery. But no, we can't usually reverse cataract surgery and put the lens, the, your natural lens, back in. What I was talking to you about earlier was now these new lenses which have come out which basically are called light adjustable lenses. So if you put a lens in and it's not perfect, it can be changed with this special UV light. We don't have it in Australia yet but it's certainly oh. um, being used in California at the moment and the trials have been underway and, uh, and are successful and it's actually been used in mainstream cases now. Why wouldn't it be perfect um, in the first place? Yeah, oh, just because when we do cataract surgery prior to that we do some measurements on the eye and there's about a 10% margin for error. So and particularly if you've got a difficult eye, like a long eye or a short eye or, you know, a very high prescription eye, the, the numbers can be imperfect. And also if you've had laser surgery beforehand, it becomes less predictable. And uh, if the, there's a slight error where the distance vision or the reading vision isn't quite where we want it, then it can be tweaked. And certainly with these newer lenses, we just we don't have to take the lens out That's or brilliant. do laser. We just How far don't. away do you think it is? Oh, two years, for sure. That's yeah. not too bad. We're no, progressing no. like crazy, yeah, aren't we? Yeah, one to two, I'd say. Yeah. So when you're preparing a patient mm. for this, sort of surgery mm. you must be very detailed with the information yeah, you get yeah, from them. Look, the, the machines that we've got are, are quite sophisticated and for that very reason it's that you know we want a 90 percent accuracy in these situations so yeah talking stem cell which mm. you were a little earlier um yeah. can a stem cell procedures now being used in ophthalm opth i love that word ophthalmology <laughs> yeah that's right it's very hard to spell <laughs> too as well that's right <laughs> that's right um yeah no there, there are um loads of areas where stem cells have been used most importantly actually in the front of the eye patients who have terribly scarred corneas either from um, acid burns or chemical burns Ooh, to the eye, gosh. they can develop this, the, these vessels growing across. And that's because the stem cells in and around the cornea, the front dome of the eye, have, have died. So what we do is we can transplant stem cells either from the patient... Um, the where, good they, eye. where do you get them from? The same area, but on the other eye. So oh, the yeah. good eye. Yeah, so we take the stem cells from the good eye and put that into the bad eye. And those stem cells regrow in the good eye. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, that's one option. Or if you take it from, you know, a cadaver, so, uh, you know, a donor, limbal oh, stem cells. Interesting, the problem it? with that, though, is you have to be on immunosuppression treatment for pretty much the rest of your life. And they have some nasty side effects. So, oh, so that's proof, the problem. Definitely. Yeah. Meg, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Yes. I'm just ringing up to inquire um, about my daughter. She's in her 40s and um, she's got this continual blinking with her eyes all the time. Yes. Now, she, op she operates um, forklifts and um, uh, quite heavy machinery. Yes. 
Now she's had Botox about six times. Yes. But that that lasts for a very short amount of time, and and she just uh, struggling to stop herself from blinking. Yes. Yeah. Look. Yeah. That that's a very um a common condition. Believe it or not, it's um not many people know about this condition. It is called blepharospasm, but we see it quite frequently. Sometimes there's causes that we can treat, like dry eye or thyroid disease. But in this case, it sounds like it's something called essential blepharospasm, meaning that there's no known cause. Oh. Now, Botox is a very good way of partially treating it. If Botox isn't working anymore, there's a, there's there is another option, and that's surgery where we do lid surgery, which also involves taking out the muscle. It's a bit like blepharoplasty surgery, like the cosmetic eyelid surgery, but there's a medical component to it. So Into the eyeball? No, 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 on the lids, yeah. So oh. basically it's like a lid lift, except we take out... Oh, look better as well. Yeah. I, I did say that today. I, I said that to her this morning. I said, I think you can probably go and have surgery on your eyes. And you have, you, have you can. Place. Yeah, you can. And um, they take out the... Because you don't actually... Believe it or not, the muscle around... There's so many muscles in and around the eye that you don't need all of them to actually help you blink. But removing a portion of that muscle might help uh, her condition, and that's a well-established treatment. Yeah, that's sort of overactive, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and overactive. It's like she's constantly blinking her eyes, and sometimes yeah. it can be so bad that... You so can't the, see. But the mass, muscles are what, creating what, it. Mm. Yeah. Go on. And, and that's exactly what she's doing. She's, mm. You know, she's got to hold her eyes open. Yeah. Oh. To, to operate a forklift for cord. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, but I'd, I'd go and see uh, go and see a GP and then organise for her to maybe see uh, a plastic surgeon or an ophthalmologist whose uh, specialty yeah. is that area. Um, but uh, that would be the next point. Of, uh, of contact, I would expect if Botox is not working. Mm, yeah, well, it, it's, you know, it's becoming quite costly for her. Like, it's $300 a pop every time yeah, she goes. It's not cheap. Her. Yeah, that's right. No. So, can I just, on your behalf, Meg, ask if she does get surgery done, mm. would that be covered by Medicare? Yeah, it, it can be. Yeah, that's right. And even, you know, the because it's a medical condition, it's not for cosmetic reasons. Yeah. So, Medicare do have an item for this, a blepharoplasty. And, and there'd uh, be a gap? No, not necessarily. If she's oh. publicly insured, she can get it done at uh, you know one of the tertiary public hospitals. Sounds great. If she's privately insured, she'll be completely covered. And so. she looked beautiful as well, Meg. <laughs> yeah, to, yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm sure she was. Look, yeah. she's, she's got the most beautiful personality. She's oh. amazing inside and out. She's always making people laugh. And good on um, that. Yesterday afternoon, they were putting up Christmas lights and everybody in the street, including two, two cats and one dog, visit. <laughs> that is so good. I reckon that's a great recommendation, Yeah, Rob. no, that's what I would do. That's the way to go, Meg. You tell her that Rob Paul told her this is the option. I will do. Okay. Shortly, okay. Thank you very much. Oh, yeah, that's a great pleasure. That'd be awful to yeah, have that and, happen. And, and like, because it also affects you socially. Because you people go, "What's the matter with you?" You're winking you at know, me all the time. Tick Stop. or Tourette's yeah, or something like that. That's unfortunately, what I would have and uh, it's. Uh, but it, believe it or not, dry eye, excessive caffeine, thyroid problems, can, lack of it. sleep. Yeah, can can bring all of this on. Stress. They can cause you to um, do that. And the problem is, is that it starts off as a tick. Yeah. And then it becomes more permanent. That's you know what what I mean? it becomes, And it happens a lot in younger kids as well. So, so if you remove the muscle that, mm. uh, that's overactive, mm. then, of course, it settles down. Yeah, it does. Yeah, because okay. you remove, like, you know, 50 or 60% of those muscles and then the remaining 40% don't fire as much. So you can still close your eye and it looks good. Is um, that carried out quite a lot? Quite a lot? Look, it's, it's, they try Botox now quite a lot. Around the eye or in the eye? Around the eye, yeah, okay. around that muscle. So yeah, it's yeah. the top lid and the bottom lid. It's a normal mm. Botox you'd have for, you know, wrinkles and things like that. So, um, But the problem is it only lasts three months. 
Oh, yes, of course. Because it wears off. And the cost involved. That's right. You have to keep having it done all the time. Oh, right? I reckon that's the answer for mm, Meg's yeah, daughter. Definitely. definitely. Dorothy, good afternoon. Oh, hi. I just wanted to talk to the doctor about an hour ago. What happened is I was um, washing my hands with this um, acrium. And what happened is the thing turned around and came straight back and screwed me right in the eye. And the thing is it had been painful but now the pain's gone so I just was wondering you know should I put water on it or anything or should I just leave it yeah oh Dorothy look I'm I, you wouldn't believe how common that is. I've done it myself and because uh, it bounces off your hand. and what sometimes is it? You know, the aquium yeah. disinfectant. Of course know? it does. And certainly yeah, in yeah. these times yeah. of, you know, COVID, um, you know, consciousness, um, it happens more frequently. It's, it's, not a, it's not dangerous, but, yeah, you go and flush the eye out for at least yeah. five minutes um, okay. and just water is okay. If you've got sterile saline that you can get from the chemist, that helps. The other thing I would suggest you do is you can pop along to the chemist and grab some what's called Clorsig oil. It's C-H-L-O-R-S-I-G. It's an antibiotic ointment. If you tell them what's happened to you... I've got this here, Optex. I've got this Optex stuff you know no, yeah no, no that's that's it. no good no that's no. just a lubricating drop yeah no go oh, go okay. yeah go and get clausic it's an antibiotic and, and wash it out yeah, first you may that, not need yeah, it yeah no that's right yeah okay, wash it well, out well i have to wait till the lady takes me shopping on wednesday to go and get some all right okay, no thank worries. you thank- meanwhile i'll just water my eyes yeah, yeah do that right. good on you dorothy there she was doing the right thing good afternoon sue hello jenny and dr paul hello sue I really <laughs> want to make a quick uh, thank you um, for bringing up the topic of muscular atrophy. Um, I'm 74 and I've had um, a wonky eye all my life. Yes. And developed awful headaches when I got to sort of my 20s and whatever. I've had headaches and they then told me I had a classic um, lazy eye because of my head tilt. Yes, yes. The head tilt was the cause of headaches. Um, I had surgery on it um, nearly a year ago now, and it is the most wonderful thing I've ever had. Um, I just want to say thank you for bringing it up, because if people do it when people are younger, do have the operation when they're younger, it's simple, it's straightforward. We've got the most wonderful ophthalmologists in Perth, and fabulous surgeons. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a very good point. Thank you for uh, yeah. highlighting that. I've had double vision. I've had um, this, you know, and it's put such a pressure on my neck. I've ended up with quite a lot of neck problems. Yes, um, yes. If it had been corrected years ago, I think I, well, it would have been a joy then. It's, it's a wonderful operation. Good. That lady who was talking to you earlier, if she's got such a pretty daughter she must go and just have it done good on you yes and it didn't cost me very much at all that is lovely sue thank you for encouraging others thank you very much no well thank you for discussing it okay that's a pleasure uh good afternoon brian oh yes good afternoon jenny and dr paul Uh, what it is i had a uh cataract operations on both eyes and that went okay but because of my glaucoma, I was prescribed, uh, he, he put some stents in, in both eyes, but then the uh, glaucoma readings wouldn't come down. So then uh, the specialist said, oh, look, uh, I'll have to prescribe Cosopt and uh, uh, Zelotan. 
Yes. Now, what it does, it causes a lot and a lot of uncomfortable, uh, how would I say, um, itchiness of the eyes. Yes. And I, and I feel like like rubbing it all the time, and, and apparently that's not recommended when you have your cat rats done. Yes. So how would I overcome that? Just stop the cause off and the zolotan or? Yeah. Look, that, that's yeah. Eye. Look, I, I'm pretty sure that the one of the drops is more likely to cause the itch than the other, and that would be the zolotan. And that that also has preservatives in it, which are quite strong. What we sometimes do is we switch you on to a different drop. It's called Lumigan. It's very similar to Zalatan. It's L-U-M-I-G-A-N. And that comes in what's called a preservative-free vial. And that's less likely to cause irritation. Another trick you can do is before, after, just after you put, or just before you put the drops in, the zalatan and the Cosop, you can put a drop of lubrication in. It doesn't necessarily completely um, dilute the effect of the other drops, but it'll go a long way in terms of helping the eye because zalatan and, and Cosop are both notorious for causing dry eyes. So, I would try the lubricating drop option in the first instance. In the second what instance, about the high low. Hilo Forte is excellent. That's that's a very good lubricating drop. It's just a bit too thick. Uh, and the problem with using the Hilo, if you do put a thick gel in, you, you'll get hardly any of the medicated drops in immediately afterwards. So um, I, I would suggest maybe using something like Sustain, S-Y-S-T-A-N-E, uh, which is more of a liquidy drop. You can still use Hilo Forte out of those times, but just after you've put in the drop, sorry, just before you've put in the medicated drops, just put a drop of uh, the Sustain in. If that doesn't work, then you, you're going to have to look at um, Lumigan Preservative Free as an alternative to Zalatan. Lumigan. Mm, Lumigan. Yeah. Over the counter? Sorry, yeah. L-U-M-I-G-A-N? That's correct, yeah, Lumigan. Over the counter? No, 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 you have to get a script for that. But it's the preservative-free version, not the bottle. Makes sense. Mm. Okay, then. All right, Brian? Thanks very much for that. No worries. Thanks very much for that. That's a pleasure. Good luck on that. Mm. Senka, good afternoon. Hi, Jenny and Dr. Paul. Hello. Hi, I have a question for you. Um, I've been wearing uh, both focal glasses for two years now. And I'm interested to know, is it possible to have like a surgery when you have long and short distance and things like that? Yes. And does it have to be done one eye at a time or can be done two at the same time? Yeah, no, that's good. Can I ask a question? Um, it depends on your age. Are you over the age of 60 or under? Uh, yeah, I'm 64, uh, 74. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, so, yeah no, that's okay. Yeah, so you're better off, in, in that instance, you're better off having, yes, you can have what's called a multifocal implant put in the eye rather than laser surgery because laser becomes unpredictable um, oh. yeah, after the age of 60 unless you've had previous cataract surgery. So what we tend to do is at 74, the first line of treatment is a cataract operation because 70% of 70-year-olds have cataracts, so it's likely that you've got it. And we take that out and then we put a multifocal implant and that'll give you distance vision, computer vision and reading vision. Mm. So that's like implant that stays there. And that's right. It stays there the rest of your life and it'll, it'll, it'll last at least 40, 50 years. Yeah. As, as I had the recent eye uh, checkup and stuff, I don't have any problem with um, anything else apart from the vision that's been changed this last couple of years. Yeah, I, I think you need to. Yeah, if you probably need to see an ophthalmologist and let them have a look at the lenses. If the lenses are completely clear, then it becomes a cosmetic operation. But if the lenses have significant or minor to, to moderate cataract, then you may be, you may qualify for cataract surgery. Oh, I see. Okay. Um, yeah, that's all. That's my question. Yeah, and thank you very yeah, much. Definitely go and see an eye surgeon close to you. Okay. Get re- you have to get a, a what do you call it? You can a referral. referral yes, yes. <laughs> that's the yeah. word. Yes. Yes. 
Okay. Good luck to you, Senka. Bye, Senka. Thank you, Jenny. It's a definite Bye. answer, isn't it? April, yeah. hello there. Hello there. Actually, the lady before me just addressed the question I was going to ask about um, intraocular lens implants for presbyopia. Yes, that's right. Uh, is that a permanent solution? It, it is, yeah. They last about 40 to 50 years. And it, the only reason your vision changes after the age of 45 is because your natural lens changes mm. or develops cataract. But once we remove that, that factor is taken out. So your vision should stay the same, providing you don't develop macular degeneration or, or corneal scarring or any, any other injuries. So, yeah, it is a permanent permanent procedure hmm. well that sounds better than wearing specs or contact lens for the rest of my life yeah, it certainly is a better uh, option no it'd be wonderful <laughs> yeah. and it uh, changes yeah, everything i don't have cataracts but even so yeah that's right you can still have it done as a cosmetic procedure so um mm -hmm. yeah you'll have to talk to your local eye yeah. surgeon about that another referral okay. from your doctor yeah good luck to you april okay. thank you very much my darling no that's a pleasure bye-bye no. there are easy fixes Look, uh, yeah, it's, it's complex surgery, but it's certainly... For you there, guys. That's it, but we it's just easy. lay there, mate, and we just go with it. <laughs> it's now, the drugs, it's the drugs. Tell us about yourself, Rob. I've never <laughs> asked you. <laughs> Nothing personal, but I'm just wondering about your background in ophthalmology, where it yes. started. And yeah, look, I am... Um, so I... I trained in UWA. I went to school here locally. I was a Trinity boy. Um, okay. I actually grew up in Carnarvon. Um, Did I was, you? Yeah, I was born in India, but I came here when I was three months old because that was the days when you either you had to have, if your mother was three months. If you had to travel either three months before you were delivered or after you were delivered, so um, so I came to here at Carnarvon at the age of three months. I stayed there till seven years of age, and then we came up to Perth and on, uh, went to oh. uh, school here. And uh, yeah, and I sort of consider myself very much a West Australian. Well, so. well, we mm. knew that you were, but it's yeah. interesting that you went into the field of ophthalmology. Yeah, and look, the, the reason that I got into it because certainly when I was a medical student, the first one of the first operations I saw was a corneal transplant, and it was the most beautiful surgery I've ever seen. So it was like just. How can you describe surgery as beautiful? Oh, just because the stitching it was so fine, you can oh, you can't see okay. it. But then you look at the microscope, and it was like looked massive. But went to the naked eye, you can't see. It. And I thought the stitching is beautiful, and the, the just the handiwork. And I thought, oh, I'd love to do that. And that's sort of it's where like I ended up. When you up change doing. people's lives, don't you? Definitely, yeah. Um, that is amazing. The yeah. intricacy of yes. that stitching on yes. an eyeball. Yeah, I know. It's phenomenal. It, it is. It is. Yeah. And um, it's uh, it's certainly a very rewarding. The next day, seeing yeah. the benefits, because some surgical specialties it takes months to see the outcome but normally you, you can see the results mm. quite quickly um do you see people's personalities in their own um <laughs> not unless they're squinty gappy <laughs> or winking no they're just, just squinting. i'm just wondering why it is we have blue eyes green eyes brown eyes yeah oh no yeah that's that's got to yeah i'll tell you this that one of the facts that i did find out was that every blue-eyed person yeah. is related to the same individual <gasps> originally so right right right, right back i've got yeah, a viking right, the, or the ice man that's right or whatever but uh, yeah blue-eyed people are all interrelated somehow to that yeah. same individual and then what happens is the sun creates pigment and that's what causes changes in the color of the eye so blue plus a bit of pigment gives you green eyes blue plus a lot of pigment gives you brown eyes so that's the difference and that's why i find uh, you know i guess you know it's our makeup because more pigmented people have more pigment everywhere so yeah. and including the iris so that's okay. how it develops. So no one, not particularly any, everyone with a blue eye with blue eyes would mm. get pigment and change. No, no, that's exactly right. Because sometimes no. you get the Paul Newman piercing blue eyes. You, you do. They're, they're, they're amazing. And uh, the other thing is, a lot of babies. People think, oh, all babies are born with blue eyes. Some are, and um, some are, but we certainly have less pigment. But with exposure to sun, that increases. But oh. the the only true blue eyed people are those um, unfortunate 
you know, albinos and things like that, which have yeah. no pigment. And, yeah, good point. Uh, and uh, they're the ones who actually only have true blue eyes, but that's more an abnormality in the genetics yeah, rather than true. inherited. How susceptible are we to getting cancer spots? Yeah, the eye, funnily enough, the, the rare deadly diseases like melanoma at the back of the eye are extremely rare. Um, we more commonly get basal cell carcinomas or the normal skin cancers that you get on your, your forearms, you can get in and around the eye. Wow, really? Mm, but they, they tend to be better prognosis. What, are, what are the symptoms? Look, usually a lump and sometimes that lump eye. bleeds or itches. In yeah. the eye, on the eye? On the eyelid, yeah, eyelid. on the eyelid, yeah. If you've got a small cancer on the surface of the eye, the, 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 it's very hard to pick up as an individual but if you see an eye surgeon they'll they, there's a pattern that you can see oh, on the front of the eye there's so. more to the eye than than i thought there's a lot to the eye oi oi <laughs> <laughs> you look into people's eyes all the time always, don't you always <laughs> yeah it's interesting isn't it fascinating oh you know just a little bit more about you next time it's going to be what food you like oh, God, what's God. your favorite color that's easy spag bowl <laughs> <laughs> you're a true aussie good on you rob right, thank you dr rob paul